Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Sold Out Podcast. I am Jasmine Fuller, and I am so excited that you tuned in with me. I want to get right into the content, which the topic of today is going to be, are you a bitter woman? Identifying the bitterness in you. And this topic is extremely dear to my heart because lately I've been going through a particular situation that has really tried to bring bitterness into my life and tried to make me hateful and resentful towards people in my life. And um, I feel like based upon the injustice, the favoritism, and just the unfair odds that I faced over the couple of weeks that it has been, it would be rightfully so if I turned over, you know, to bitterness or hardness. But it was in the moment where I literally said to myself, I don't care anymore. I'm just going to do my own thing. I'm going to, you know, go and come home and everything in between won't matter. I just basically won't feel anymore. It was in that particular moment that the Holy Spirit began to show me how bitterness was going to take root in my heart if that was the true position that I wanted to take. And so um, I think that there are so many bitter women operating in ministry, in in our churches, in our schools, in their homes, at their jobs, that we typically have let it become a norm. It's a norm to be, you know, we all know, you know, Becky and Becky, everybody knows, well, don't talk to Becky because Becky's kind of like, she's off and on. We don't know how she's going to be today. Um, Or, you know, don't, um, (laughs) you know, don't go near so-and-so because she's, she's likely to snap. And I believe that God is calling women back into aspects of femininity that require women to be soft hearted again, sensitive um, and to be the positive atmosphere shifters they can be. Women don't realize that there is a war against us, especially with the enemy that he wants to taint us because he realizes that we are incubators. We are carriers. We carry dreams. We carry visions. We carry um, people sometimes um, to their destinations. And just as we can birth children, we birth things out of us on a consistent basis. And if the devil can create a toxic environment based upon our bitterness, our hatred, our resentment, or our unforgiveness, he can completely stop us from being effective and that is the most tragic event I think that can happen in a woman's life so I hear I just came up with a couple of keys that I feel like the Holy Spirit gave to me um, in regards to identifying if you're bitter because if I would have taken the stance that I had proposed in my heart to take I would have become extremely bitter and that's not like me that's not, it's not like me to not care about people. It's not like me to um, go off on people or not care about how I come off or treat others. And so bitterness can do that to you though. And before you know it, like I said, it becomes the norm. So (laughs) one of the first keys that I came up with um, is bitter people are uncouthful. And they're also unfiltered. Bitter people no longer care 
how things come off. They no longer care what they say or how they say it, and they're ill-mannered, meaning that even if the situation did call for you know you to call out something or say something, um, the way that it's done is so unloving and it's so destructive to the people that come in contact with the words. Um, so they're ill-mannered. They just don't care anymore. They're keeping it 100 no matter who it affects. Um, and I think that that is one of the chief signs of someone who has become bitter. The next sign is bitter people tend to isolate themselves. Bitter people no longer care about friendships or relationships or building intimate connections. They seem to be me, myself, and I. That's all I got in the end. That's what I found out, and I don't care. And so when you notice that people begin to be like that, that's generally a sign that they've moved on to the next scale of bitterness, of actually having bitterness in their heart because they feel like, hey, if I isolate myself, I no longer have to worry about people doing me an injustice or doing me wrong. I can just be by myself and then I'm responsible for how I feel and how people treat me. So that's the next step up. The third step that I feel like is when bitterness has officially taken a seat in your heart is when you begin to become unproductive. The Bible talks about how um, don't let a root of bitterness spring up in you. And I think it's the word choice is so crucial because if you think about it, roots are foundational to anything that's growing. Um, Without roots, there is nothing to keep what you're growing grounded. There's nothing to feed what you're growing and all that good stuff. So if the root becomes contaminated, so does the whole organism. And so bitterness really is tragic because it, it, it is something that you can't necessarily tell is happening on the inside of the plant until you taste the fruit. And once you taste the fruit, you realize, oh my gosh, this is so unpleasing. This is horrible to the palate. And the same thing happens with people. When you let that root of bitterness get into you, you suddenly... You may not become aware that it's happening until people start being able to taste what you're producing. So that may be, you know, um, (laughs) like me, you're tasting a podcast or you're tasting the manners of someone or you're hearing their ministry or you're you're working on a project with them or you just come in contact with them in conversation and you taste what they say and you and you're hearing what they're saying and all this kind of stuff and you realize oh my god this person is really out of whack they're bitter something's not right and that kills off productivity because no one else will want to try your fruit when we all get word that hey this tree is not producing anything that's edible Um, your productivity is completely hindered and the only way to get rid of a bitter of bitter fruit is to take down the whole tree you have to actually in 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 actuality in gardening they they teach you that if the fruit turns bitter that's a that signifies that it's the root that's the problem and so now we have to unplant the whole tree and replant something new so when you let bitterness take root in your heart you're not just You know, it's not just something that we can just cut off the fruit and hope it grows better. No, once you've been tainted, everything you produce will be tinged, sopping with that bitterness. 
there's a thing I like to call situational bitterness and situational bitterness is like for instance if you go to work and you're bitter there but when you come home or you're hanging out with friends or you're at church you don't operate the same way situational bitterness is still bitterness and even though you may be able to turn it off or off and on it still has the same effects a little a little yeast spreads through a whole loaf so just because you only operate in it 20% out of the day versus the 80 doesn't mean that the other 80 won't eventually begin to suffer eventually bitterness has the power to overtake more territory and before you know it you're coming home being bitter you're going to church being bitter you're just a bitter person and you don't really know why it's reached that that far but again it's touching every aspect of your productivity so those are the three keys so again just to repeat so we have unfiltered and uncouthful truth we have isolation and then we have event eventually our productivity is affected so how do we solve bitterness bitterness can be solved by doing multiple things but i think two of the most important is stop rehearsing the offense some of us could literally be actors on broadway the way we rehearse our pain and offense we constantly gear back towards it we remember the the injustices like they occurred yesterday even though it was three years ago that so-and-so said that to us or so-and-so did that to us but we rehearse it because to us it is it is it is still fresh and the more fresh it feels the more we rehearse it. So the first thing is, is stop reciting your pain to everybody. Stop telling Jessica, stop telling Sarah, stop talking to your husband about it. Stop talking to the church about it. Stop. Once you get it out that one time, let that be it. And then if you're talking about it, let the only person who hears you talk about it be people like a counselor or God or, you know, somebody who's actually helping you overcome it, not someone who's fueling your anger and your fire at it. Okay. The next thing is stop complaining. Bitter people tend to always be able to identify negatives, but can no longer identify positives. And this is usually fueled because they've learned the art of complaining. They've learned how to pinpoint something negative and then complain about it. And so complaining leads to mumbling, leads to grumbling, leads to negativity spreading into their whole outlook. Don't be a complainer. Stop looking for injustice everywhere you go. Stop looking for people to do you wrong. See the good in everything that you can. Literally, sometimes you're going to have to keep your eyes on what's above because you know that what's happening below isn't favorable. It isn't um, fair, but that doesn't mean that that should be my focus because despite all of the negative things that are going on, God is still sovereign. He sees, he's a vindicator, he's a protector, which brings me to my next point. Let God do his job. See, we tend to get caught up with trying to correct crooked paths. We try to be the, our own vindicators, our own protectors. And so then what happens is we, we typically become vengeful, spiteful, resentful when things don't go exactly the way we thought they should. When in actuality, God didn't call us to fix it. He just called us to be still and let him solve the battle, to let him fight what we can't fight 
because we're not fighting against people. We're fighting against high principalities, things that are deeply seated in the spiritual realm. So everything that's happening to us isn't always about the physical person or the physical beings. It's about the the things that are operating behind the scenes. So let God, who knows all, sees all, and can solve all, there's never been a problem he can't solve, be your answer. I realize that when you get bitter, it's almost because you don't trust in God to correct the what's been wrong. So correct, let him correct what's been wrong because he, the Bible says he makes crooked paths straight. He, he leads me beside still waters, which means even when I'm going through tumultuous situations with God as my shepherd, I know I'm still going to end up where I'm supposed to be. You do not have to be bitter. You do not have to let bitterness take root in your heart. You do not have to be a hard woman. You can still, despite what you've been through, rise up and say, I love people no matter what. I will not let the enemy turn me over into being a woman who's unreceptive, unresponsive, unproductive um, in this society. This society doesn't need more women who know how to, you know, cuss and, 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 fight this society needs more women who can stand up and say oh I I am a woman and I know my power and I know that the negative parts of my power don't have to be what I use on a daily basis I can be positive and positively influence those around me because really it only takes one person to make a huge change in our world the bible says we can provoke each other to good works which means that I can do so much good that it provokes people around me to do good, to change. So if I'm just as hard and as bitter as they are, who's changing who? So I hope today you're able to identify whether or not bitterness has taken root in your heart. Don't be like I almost was and make a pact with yourself that you won't care about anybody or you'll, you'll, you've taken the last blow. Trust me, you haven't. And if you think you have, look to Christ. Who even when he was being beaten, spat on, um, and hung on a cross by the very same people he was, he was willing to die for, stood there and took more. He gave them the left and the right cheek. And didn't utter a mumbling word. How many of us can say we, we could do the same? So let's pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, that you've made us compassionate loving, caring, and kind women. We thank you, Father, that bitterness has been identified in our own lives and we see the errors in our thinking and in our behaviors. We thank you, Father, that you are sovereign and that you know us from the inside out. And we know that you didn't make us to be unkind, that you didn't make us to be hard, but you made us to be atmosphere shifters, incubators of purpose. And we thank you that every root of bitterness we cast out right now in the name of Jesus. We thank you that we are no longer operating out of negative lenses or lenses of isolation, but we are operating through the power of the Holy Spirit that enables us to have a first Corinthians and 13 kind of love for people 
that we can persevere, that we can be long-suffering, that we don't even notice when people do wrong to us. We thank you, Father God, that you're empowering us in every situation that we face that the odds are against us to overcome. We thank you, Father, that you promised to never leave us nor forsake us, and we can rest in the fact, Lord, that you have us in the palm of your hand and that no one can snatch us out of that. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, guys, have a good day. Hope this helped. And tune in next week for the next sold out podcast.